850 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. We are the messenger of good news. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan. It's time now for our Moment in Creation segment with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. Good afternoon, Pastor Worth. Good afternoon, Gary. So what's on your mind for today? What are we going to talk about? Well, let's talk about whale evolution, and it's a whale of a tale that shows that the story, the fairy tale of whale evolution, has some big problems. Uh, You know, a lot of us in our high school and college biology classes were taught the theory of evolution, and sometimes they would trot out stories that, well, here we have an example of where we have every step in the evolutionary progression of one kind of animal into another kind of an animal. And so the whale story of evolution is one that sometimes scientists say this is the best example they have where you show the progression from a four-legged mammal on land that evolved into whales. And it's kind of an interesting story. You know, they'll say that uh, mammals evolved from reptiles about 220 million years ago. And then about 50 million years ago, one species of land mammal went back into the water yeah. <laughs> and gradually evolved into a whale. This is just one kind of mammal that went back into the water, but it's still okay. it's very confusing. So as sure as they are of that, they're not really sure what four-legged mammal it was. So some pro- uh, propose a dog-like or hyena-like ancestor, some a cat-like whale ancestor, some think it was a hippo like whale ancestor. They don't really know that, but they have various proposals without any proof. That's the thing. And then if you went to a museum, of course, they can draw these pictures that you look at at the museum, and that's very convincing when you see a diagram that says this turned into this, turned into this, turned into this, and then turned to this, and then, you know, in five or six easy steps, you've gone from a four-legged animal on the land that now is the whale. And it it looks easy when you just draw the pictures, but when you say, well, where's the proof for this? That's where things pretty much crumble. Now, there's a couple of resources I'd like to recommend to our listeners. If you're able to get a hold of a copy of Evolution, the Grand Experiment by Dr. Carl Werner, it's very helpful. He's got uh, some books in the series, and the first book in the series with that title has the chapter on whale evolution. And also, if you go to Genesis and type whale evolution into the search feature, they come up with a number of articles, one of which is a chapter from the book called Glass House that's edited by Ken Ham and Bodie Hodge. Both of these are really good articles to help you if you're uh, dealing with somebody who's trying to convince you that there were walking whales. There weren't, and the, these both of these articles are very good to debunk the walking whale theory and the whole theory of evolution of whales coming from a four-legged land animal, and yet the people on the other side are absolutely convinced this is the best there ever was. So there's a professor at the University of California, Berkeley, who was interviewed by Dr. Uh, Werner, and you know he says that he was just out at uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, the University of Michigan and Ann Arbor, uh, their museum, and he says, I was just there. They have all these things just sitting there. They're all there. I mean, you really have to be blind or three days dead, not to see the transition among these, meaning the various ancient forms of precursors to whales. And so 
what Dr. Werner does is he, he went to that museum and he shows you the exhibit and then he interviews the guy who found uh, one of the key specimens in, in their fossil collection that supposedly shows uh, whale evolution. And then he began questioning him and he pointed out that, well, okay, you show the picture of this creature with um, a fluked tail, but I noticed that in the fossil you have there, there is no fluked tail. And then uh, Dr. Gingrich says, well, I speculated that it might have had a fluke tail. I now doubt that Rhodocetus would have had a fluke tail. Oh, so key feature there that you would say proved that it turned into a whale. Well, it didn't have a fluke tail, and now you admit that that was his speculation, and you don't believe it did. And then it, you also drew in your picture that it had flippers in front, and so there are none in the fossil. So Dr. Werner asks him about that, too, and he says, um, well... I now believe that it didn't have flippers either because we have found another specimen and it had front legs. So, and they weren't the kind that would have turned into flippers. So, nope, that doesn't work either. So, your key specimen there crumbles just like that when you examine it and question it. But, of course, they didn't change the exhibit. They didn't change the diagram. So, anybody who comes to the museum is still supposed to believe in whale evolution. Um, and it goes on and it goes on like this. And the, the book... Uh, glass house that Dr. That Ken Ham and Bodhi Hodge uh, edited. They have a number of things that are very important too. I know I went to the museum in St. Louis, the St. Louis Science Center, when my children were younger, and they had an exhibit on whales, and they had a docent who took children from the audience and then had these foam rubber pieces, and so they had the child pretend that he was like a dog that decided to chase after prey in the water, and so then you, change, you have him stick out his arms and you put uh, flippers where his arms are, and you have him put his legs out and you put fluked tail where his legs are, and then you give him a headpiece so that now his uh, nose can turn into a blowhole, and it was so easy, it just automatically turned into a whale. Well, it can be fun to play that with children, but it doesn't really happen. There are so many things, specialized organs that could not accidentally turn into uh, one thing from another because it takes highly specialized DNA information for each of those things to form. So the emergence of a blowhole, uh, how would that happen? The modification of the eye so it could permanently see underwater. The ability to drink seawater. Drinking seawater for land animals is usually deadly. Forelimbs that would transfer into flippers. Modification of skeletal structure. The ability to nurse their babies underwater, the origin origin of fluke tails and the musculature that would go with that, blubber for insulation, being able to dive down to extreme depths and hold your uh, breath that long, so the whole lung and uh, respiratory system being different, to be able to withstand the great pressures of deep sea uh, diving, which whales have, and to go from something the size of a dog to being the size of a whale, something like 80,000 pounds. I mean, it goes on, it goes on, it goes on. This is a fairy tale. It could not happen. You know, what the Bible says is absolutely the truth. When God created everything in the first six days, on day number five, he said, let the water swarm with swarms of living creatures. And he created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarm, according to their kinds. And God blessed them and had everything reproduce after its own kind. And you know, that's still what we observe today. Whales give birth to whales. 
porpoises give birth to porpoises. Sharks, which are not mammals, give birth to sharks. You don't see, uh, you know, dogs have puppies, cats have kittens. Uh, you're not seeing one kind turn into another kind. So, again, what we actually observe in the world makes perfect sense when you compare that to what the Bible teaches about God creating things. And the story of evolution falls flat like a glass house, as uh, Ken Ham says in his book. It, it just is shattered because it doesn't match the observable evidence. Right. And then what you just talked about really did sound like a whale of a tail. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Would you like to lead us in a prayer? I would be happy to do that. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we praise you for all that you have made. When we look into the sea and see the great creatures that you created there, the whales and all their uh, living mammal relatives like dolphins and porpoises, we see your wisdom and power in display. And they still create They still reproduce after their own kind, as you created them to do in the beginning. Help us, O Lord, not to be deceived by the lies of evolution, but to turn to your word, not only to learn about creation, but most especially to learn about how you redeemed your fallen creation by sending your Son to be born of the Virgin Mary, to suffer and die on the cross in our stead, and to rise again from the dead on the third day, so that we might have forgiveness of sins and eternal life with you. Help us, O Lord, to give thanks and praise to you by all we say and do, and to teach our children and grandchildren to be skeptical of the lies of evolution. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Warren. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. We are the Messenger of Good News, KFUO AM850, here in the St. Louis region. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, or on Instagram. And, of course, our talk segments, including uh, this one, available uh, wherever you get your podcast and also there on our webpage at kfuo.org.